The Marlins need arms. They need innings. Will they consider Trevor Bauer this offseason as a potential free agent to bolster and give them some innings heading into 2024? It's going to be a polarizing one, but this is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on X, only known as Twitter, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. This is your team every day, and thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Hello. It's a relatively early episode for me anyway. I'm recording at a non-standard time. You can see it's still, still sun in the sky here in the UK. Um, there is a YouTube channel, of course, guys, as well. Make sure you head on over there and hit subscribe. Also, uh, this episode is sponsored by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E for Jace and jacemedical.com. All right, guys. What have we got on deck today? We are talking about one player, one player only. We're talking about Trevor Bauer. I wanted to signpost that early in case you are very much against Trevor Bauer. Maybe now is the time to end the episode. I don't want to infuriate you, but I want to signpost that this episode will be solely about Trevor Bauer. And fundamentally, the question we will be asking is whether the Marlins should look to uh, engage with Trevor Bauer for potential your potential contract. And what could that look like? And what will the Marlins be getting from Trevor Bauer on the field, also off the field? So this one, there's a lot that kind of factors into this situation. There's tons, to be honest with you. He's one of the most polarizing people in baseball, it's fair to say. But we're going to dig into it in a bit more detail and work out whether, you know, really, where. Where have we gotten to? How have we ended up here? Equally, what could the on-field production look like? What does the off-field circus potentially look like? And the question really is, is the juice worth the squeeze? What's the risk here? And the other thing is, is there any risk? Is there any risk here for the Marlins? So, a lot to get into here. Let's start, though, with Trevor Bauer looking at his career. I think it's important to kind of look backwards in terms of on-the-field production. Uh, we won't look back at some of the, the more recent things, but like on the field, I think it's important to remember like who he is and like what type of what type of pitcher he is. Because the Marlins right now have got a problem. They have a problem because their workhorse, ace, chief innings eater, Sandy Alcantara, not available for 24. The Marlins need to find a way to fill Sandy Alcantara-type innings. That's tough to do. Clearly, with Peter Bendix in the house, the raise methodology around that is just like mix and match everything. And so in reality, they will maybe look to go down uh, a change of strategy here and, and, and emulate the raise in terms of the way they cover innings 
On the other hand, it would be useful to have a an innings eater for sure. And that's what I would say starting with Trevor Bauer. Take all the noise away from an innings perspective. He has a consistent track record at the major league level of eating a lot of innings through the season at a relatively decent level of production. So when we look at like where things started with him, he was drafted by the, the Diamondbacks, I think third overall, um, made his debut with the Diamondbacks, uh, then was traded to the Indians back then, now as the Guardians, spent a good amount of time with Cleveland. Uh, and when you look at like the body of work from 2014, he was 23 at that point. Uh, so in 2014, 153 innings. He ramped that up the next season to 176. The next season after that, 190. Ticked down a bit again in 17 and 18, 176, 175. And then in 2019, uh, 213 innings. Um, so there's a proven track record there that he can deliver innings. The Marlins need innings. So let's absolutely make sure we emphasize that point. Um, Trevor Bauer then heading into 2020, uh, whilst he was traded in 2019, uh, so then ends up as, uh, with the Reds. In 2020, that was his Cy Young campaign. Uh, granted, it was only 11 starts, 1.73 ERA in those 11 starts. He wins the Cy Young uh, in, in, in the shortened season. Goes to the Dodgers, uh, 107 innings of work uh, for the Dodgers in 2021. Uh, didn't end the season with the Dodgers, and then actually in the end uh, was uh, officially placed on the restricted list, whatever it may have been. The Dodgers end up releasing Trevor Bauer. Uh, so Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched at the big league level since 2021. We're going to be looking potentially at him pitching in, in the major leagues now in 2024. So it's going to be like a near three-year hiatus for Trevor Bauer. So that's the career, and when you look at what type of guy he is, in terms of the on-field production anyway, you know, there's the innings, plus there's that, you know, slightly below four career ERA. However, like, it did improve as time went on. His 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 campaigns, um, all predominantly, you know, below that four ERA. So he's improved as he's, as he's gotten older. Trevor Bauer in terms of his abilities. So what did he do last year? He ended up playing in the 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 Japanese league, which I guess in many ways was like the next best alternative for him. He was available to be signed as a free agent last year. Uh, no one signed him. He then thought, I'm going to go to Japan because I want to keep pitching uh, and uh, you know keep himself available should the opportunity arise. So in terms of his production there, uh, he ended up throwing 130 innings, uh, 2.76 ERA. I don't know of the standard and the quality of the, the Japanese league. My assumption is it is a decent amount lower than it is at, at the big league level. So, you know, with that, you have to take that into account. But still, 130 or so innings of sub-3 ERA for Trevor Bauer. There was a, a period, I think, where he got sent down to the, the minor leagues uh, at some point, I can't recall the exact reason why, but in the end, you look at his complete body of work for the year, looks good. So, you know, when you look at Trevor Bauer right now, he's got a proven track record of innings, 
And as he's gotten older, the quality of innings has improved. It has. Let's not forget as well, his contract that he signed uh, with the Dodgers uh, when when that was signed was a three-year deal. And that was for $102 million, an average annual salary of $34 million. That was the kind of commitment that the Dodgers made. It was quite a funky structure in terms of the way it was structured and some opt-outs and you know, year one was a bit lower and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, overall, Trevor Bauer coming off a Cy Young campaign ended up signing a circa 35 mil a year contract for three years with the LA Dodgers. That's the type of guy and the type of value that teams and that point, the Dodgers attributed to Trevor Bauer. Things obviously off the field, it's it's been drawn out. There's been a lot said. There's been a lot of media speculation. There's been a lot going on. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about that. We will kind of loosely touch on it, but we won't spend a ton of time. But fundamentally, at this point, it feels like the Trevor Bauer situation, you describe it as, as there was a, some hearsay and the media took it in a way where the guy was basically proven to be guilty in the media anyway. And thus, you know, that was what was portrayed. Recent situations suggest otherwise that actually um, maybe things weren't quite as they seemed. And thus, Trevor Bauer, as a viable uh, big league pitcher at this point, is now more viable than perhaps he was last year, hence why he wasn't signed, hence why we're doing this pot. There will still be an element of distaste towards Trevor Bauer. Some of his practices, be it on camera, off camera, off the field, all sorts. Who knows? It may not be to your liking um, for for certain, and I completely get that. I am not here to um, say... And and convince you otherwise, that is not it. This podcast is here to let you know what Trevor Bauer is as a pitcher, what his on-field production could look like, what we will get from an off-field perspective, like what kind of guy truly is he off the field? Because a lot of people will talk to, well, he's a clubhouse issue, he's a he's a problem, et cetera, et cetera. And then start to think about what value does Trevor Bauer have and is that in line with maybe where the Marlins' heads are at in terms of their available budget for acquiring some innings via free agency? And fundamentally, as I've said at the top, is the juice worth the squeeze with Trevor Bauer? Is he worth the risk? And what is the risk? What is like the actual true risk rather than the media portrayed risk um, with Trevor Bauer? So this has many layers. We're going to carry on this conversation. Before we do that, time to let you know about our good friends over at Jace. Medical, yes, sir. And guys, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful, thankful for the connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means. Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your uh, your generics for uh, Viagra, oh boy, <laughs> or Revato prescription. This is possible because our friends at Jace Medical, go online now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily 
medications. Remember to use the promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kits. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code, and that promo code is locked on for 20 bucks off your purchase. All right, guys, welcome back with me, Peter Pratt, on Thursday, the 9th of November. We are talking Trevor Bauer and whether the Marlins should be considering making an offer to Trevor Bauer this offseason, fundamentally to fill the void and the innings that Sandy Alcantara has left behind with his Tommy John surgery. So we've looked back. We've looked back at what Trevor Bauer has done on the field. And now it's time to consider. It's time to consider really what are the pros, what are the cons here in terms of Trevor Bauer. And really, this boils down to, from a Marlins perspective anyway, what is the opportunity that they face into here where they can have a Cy Young caliber pitcher, potentially, there's some unknown in that, because he's been, hasn't pitched in the major leagues for, for multiple years now. But in theory, there is a Cy Young caliber, if not Cy Young, but there is a number two or three starter available at a serious discount. Potentially, anyway. I mean, the market will define what, what value Bauer holds, and that's the, the point of this, of this situation. We just don't know. Will any team actually look to sign him? But from a Marlins perspective, where Peter Bendix is talking about how we can make our dollars, you know, bang for the buck is effectively the message he's saying. I think he's saying make you know one dollar feel like five. This is absolutely one of those opportunities where you could end up a, acquiring a starting pitcher that is was previously valued at 35 million per annum. You could end up signing a guy like that because of various reasons at significantly lower than that. That is the opportunity. That's the opportunity for the Marlins and for any other team, really. Do you believe in Trevor Bauer's skill set now? And does that situation, does signing him become more enticing because of the value and the contract attributed him? Effectively, can you get an under-market, undervalue deal? That's the question. And I'm going to be very intrigued to see how this plays out with Trevor Bauer. And I'm intrigued to see the way that Trevor Bauer plays it himself. Let me just kind of take a step away from this now. And I didn't know a ton about Trevor Bauer. You know, really, I didn't track him that closely. But what I would say is the first time that he really kind of popped on my screen was in and around the COVID year. And it was prior to COVID kicking off. And he did some podcast, they were on YouTube, talking about various... Uh, commercial elements of Major League Baseball. And what I would say is Trevor Bauer is a highly intelligent guy. Very intelligent, and he knows his stuff. He absolutely knows his stuff. He knows his commercial elements. He is very switched on in that way. And he can, he doesn't, it's not also he understands that information. He's able to portray that. The way he described all sorts of elements to do with 
uh, Major League Baseball and the way they're set up commercially was really impressive. And I found it really enlightening. That was my first real exposure, I would say, to Trevor Bauer. I came away thinking, man, that guy, he knows his onions. And that's impressive. Trevor Bauer then, the other side of him, the next part of that, sorry, was his ability seemingly to talk openly about topics that other players weren't. What I'm thinking about is like the sticky stuff situation where Trevor Bauer was there demonstrating the differences, the true differences of the sticky stuff, the rosin, how can you tell, how can you differentiate between it, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Like the way he did that equally I thought was interesting uh, as well. Trevor Bauer equally is like a student of the game, a pitcher, a student mind where he is always thinking about improving himself. And he has the mental capacity to do that for sure. So on the field, there was definitely some quirky moments is how I describe it. Do you remember when he just decided to launch that, that ball like over center field, over the center field wall for like no apparent reason? Like kind of loose behavior. There was another situation where he was like in spring training, pitching with one eye closed. Do you remember that? That was for the Dodgers. He had one eye closed. He was like pitching like a pirate. <laughs> I can't remember the rationale for that. But, you know, Trevor Bauer, he has his quirks. It's fair to say. He's also one of the most open um, baseball players there has been. He was like on the front foot with like social engagements, brand building, sharing information. A lot of players don't do that and nowhere near to the, the, the degree that Trevor Bauer does. And that puts you in the firing line in terms of the way people view you. Because not everyone, I can tell you, I can truthfully tell you that from experience, not everyone will agree with your opinion when you put something out there to the to the wider world. Trust me, I feel that on a daily basis. <laughs> but that's just that's part of Trevor Bauer. He was on the he was one of the the first to really embrace that. And thus that creates people fans. And it creates people that view it negatively, as in, I don't ap- uh, agree with Trevor Bauer's opinion on X, Y, and Z, uh, or I don't like some of his on-field antics, whatever it might be. So there are some quirks with him, no doubt. There's quirks with tons of players. When I think of like the most quirky pitcher out there, like Zach Greinke comes to mind like in recent years, like loads of quirks with him, but people accept Zach Greinke's quirks. Um Maybe they don't accept it as much as Trevor Bauer. And it's all public perception, primarily. It it just is what it is. But you can't deny the on-field production has been been good. You know, I, I I don't think he's quite as good as maybe he thinks he is. But even so, there's a, a you know, a, a top level major league pitcher there for sure. So we know what he can deliver on the field. We know it will come with some quirks. And to be honest with you, one of the things that equally stands out is what do you think of maybe some of the negatives? Well, sorry. And the other pro here is you're effectively going to be getting a, a quite a sizably undervalued contract commit here for Trevor Bauer. Naturally, he has the ability to decide wherever he wants to go. So it's in his court. The ball is in his court. And Trevor Bauer wants to be in the big time. Let me tell you now. He wants to be in the big time and he will be seeking deals in big markets. No doubt. 
he will be looking at the Yankees and hoping that he can get a deal done there. Will he be looking as favorably to the Marlins? I suspect not. Is he the type of guy that wants to go to a, would the Marlins be interesting because, well, the attendances aren't that high and, you know, it's not that vocal a market. Weather's nice. Could that be enticing to Trevor Bauer? I don't know Trevor Bauer personally, obviously, but like reading between the lines and from what I see about Trevor Bauer, he is not a shrinking violet. He will not be looking at this of like, I want to go to Tampa Bay because there's no one there to watch him and no one will really be following me. Trevor Bauer wants to be in a big market. So if a big market team comes in for Trevor Bauer, he will sign with them, is my opinion. The question will be, if those top tier big market teams don't emerge for whatever reason, and he maybe has an offer or two from a mid to low tier team, um, maybe the Marlins included, what kind of proposition is it? What kind of proposition are the Marlins? I think it's it's an interesting proposition, clearly. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But one of the things kind of towards him is clubhouse issues. Skip Schumacher did a great job last year in cleansing the culture and resetting the culture. There was some cleansing that had to be done prior. That included moving guys on. Reset the culture. Let everyone know the expectations from Skip Schumacher and from the club. People bought into that. Culture was good. The vibes were high. Great to see. Great to see. Will Trevor Bauer buy into that? Frankly, I have no idea whether Tre- what kind of guy Trevor Bauer is in terms of a clubhouse guy. And I think it's probably lazy to just make that assumption. Oh, Trevor Bauer is a clubhouse cancer. From what I've seen from Trevor Bauer, what he puts out there, he is a very intelligent, articulate guy that knows what he's doing and knows what he's up to. And, you know, for me, that knowledge could be really valuable for a young staff like the Marlins, like they have. Mookie Betts came out recently, basically an advocate of Trevor Bauer. Mookie Betts, one of the most beloved personalities in the game. Mookie Betts came out and spoke out for Trevor Bauer. They didn't play with each other for that long. But what does that say? That says to me that talk of clubhouse issues may be overblown. They may not be real, much like some of the media stories. They may not be real. None of this may be real. Do we really know Trevor Bauer? I'm not sure. But if you're making your decisions based on what the media have told you about his personality, then maybe it's it's time to make that judgment yourself and say, actually, I don't know Trevor Bauer, and thus I'm going to wait to see. I'll make my own judgment. I don't know. And granted, the, off, the off-field stuff and the incidents, potential incidents, I don't even know how to describe it. I get it. I get it if you are just flat. No, I don't want Trevor Bauer anywhere near my club because of some of the on, off-field antics that have gone on. Completely get it. It's fine. Right now, as we sit here, he's been cleared of everything. No cases, no nothing. And there's other guys in the league that there has been things that have been proven or demonstrated, and they still remain in the league and carrying on. Felt like this was a bit of a witch hunt towards Trevor Bauer, to be honest with you, and media-driven for some reason. Could it have been linked to some of the stuff he'd been putting out there historically about the money in the game, the finance in the game, 
some of the rules, the sticky stuff. I don't know. Wasn't there an agenda against Trevor Bauer? I don't know. I don't know. But it felt like the punishment was extremely steep considering some of the other situations we've seen around the league in, in, in years. I don't know. But that that thing pointed to him, that finger pointed is like Trevor Bauer clubhouse cancer. Mookie Betts is out there vouching for Trevor Bauer. And I don't think there's a more trustworthy guy in Major League Baseball than Mookie Betts. So what does that say? Says a lot. The thing is, Skip Schumacher, Peter Bendix, Bruce Sherman, maybe one or two of the Marlins, you know, senior players. You know, these are the guys that are going to have to make this call. You got to, if you are going to engage with Bauer and look to make an offer, like you would do with any free agent. So this is not different to anyone. You do your due deal. You get a feeling of the guy. You get an understanding of what makes him tick. And you understand what culture have we got? Do we think he's a positive, a net positive, a net negative, or just neutral? You know, can we make this work culturally? Is he a fit for us and our organization? Do that with any free agent. And they'll be doing that. They will be doing that. And that's just the same as any free agent. And you can make some wrong calls, by the way. You can make some wrong decisions in that. And the Marlins and many other clubs have, have, have fell foul of that as well themselves. But, you know, the negative, maybe some of the negative then is just the drama it will attract. So... On field, there's an unknown about his level of production because he hasn't pitched in Major League Baseball for many years. That's an unknown. The body of work historically tells us there will be a number two to three starter in Trevor Bauer. And if you can get that at, I mean, what's the number going to be? What's Trevor Bauer going to want? I mean, he's going to want as much as he can. But he also wants a fresh start. He also wants to be back in Major League Baseball. And maybe Miami's a great landing spot. But what? truly does, you know, what's what's his market going to be? A one-year deal? You know, is it going to be a one-year deal? Is it going to be one with an option? Is it going to be a multi-year Is someone going to go and go, yeah, do you know what? We fully believe in Trevor Bauer. We're going to go three-year deal. I'd be surprised. I think it most likely would be a one, a guaranteed one, clearly, with then an option or two, maybe mutual option. But fundamentally, Trevor Bauer is looking for a prove-it deal himself. And if things go well, he then likely will have rebuilt his character. He will answer those questions about his production. And he then has the ability to then renegotiate himself at fair market value. Right now, Trevor Bauer is going to have to take a ding financially, in my opinion. He's going to have to take an undervalued deal because he needs to rebuild the trust and the faith that may be missing at this point. And that is the point for the Marlins. He's going to have to do that. And that then creates an opportunity for the Marlins to end up getting a guy undervalued. Are they, are they willing to take the risk? I fundamentally, with baseball and people in baseball, it's about winning. It's about winning. I wouldn't quite go as far as saying at all costs. But winning matters. And these types of opportunities present themselves to lower budget teams. I think it's an interesting one. That's why I think there's a really interesting fit for the Marlins. But it will be dictated by the wider market. 
Trevor Bauer, in my opinion, will be seeking a as best payday as possible from the biggest market he can find, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to look to try and hide himself in Miami. But if that doesn't come, then I think the Marlins are a really interesting proposition for Trevor Bauer. I think if they have a low commit in terms of dollars and length to each other, then I think that feels like a win-win situation. Feels like a win-win where the Marlins, they will get an innings either stopgap maybe until Sandy's back. Perfect. Trevor Bauer, he can pitch in Lone Depot, one-year deal, below value. Let's say it's one year, 10 million. Let's say. The kind of like value that Johnny Cueto was at. You know, I, part of me thinks that 110 is even is even too high. Like I can even see it being lower than that, to be honest with you. I can see it being like 1.8 with maybe an option at the back end. But really, this is a full prove it tour for Trevor Bauer. And I think he's going to want to keep his options open um, as best he can. So what would I do? I would absolutely, I would have a sit down with him. That's where I would start. I'd have a sit down with Trevor Bauer and I would try to cut through all of the media noise that exists. And I would try to understand what makes Trevor Bauer tick. Is he a fit for this organization? And where is his head at financially, commercially? And you start there. It may be that the Marlins and Trevor Bauer are not a good fit. It may be the case, but I would absolutely explore the option and the opportunity that presents itself. I think that it would be malpractice not to do that. I don't think you can purely make a decision based on whether this guy is worth exploring because of a media circus that in the end turned out to be false. I don't think you can do that. I think the Marlins need to turn over and leave no stone unturned. Trevor Bauer is a stone. Let's turn him over, baby. Let's understand what makes him tick. And does he fit? If he fits, can you make it work financially? Can it become a win-win? I think it can. Is Trevor Bauer worth the risk? I think he is. I think he fits perfectly to what the Marlins need on a one-year deal. They need someone to come in and fill innings, consistent innings, in a way that Sandy Alcantara delivered. I'm not saying that Trevor Bauer can deliver it to that level of quality, albeit he also was one of Cy Young, and so some would say yes, he could. But for me, this is a really intriguing opportunity for the Marlins, where they need it. It's one of their big needs. Maybe other clubs will be put off, but Mookie Betts is out there championing Trev Trevor Bauer. In some ways, that's enough. But you go and sit down with him, and you work out what's making him tick, there's some risk still for the Marlins anyway. You don't know if his stuff's still going to play at the major league level. Gut feel it will do. Gut feel it will, and you'll have a serviceable starter that can throw 180 to 200 innings next year in 2024. Let me know what you think, guys. I know this is an extremely polarizing topic. I'm not trying to convince you either way. I'm not trying to tell you how to feel about Trevor Bauer. People will feel about Bauer in very many different ways, linked to his off-field situations, even some of his on-field antics, even some of his YouTube approaches and his social media approaches. You just may not like Trevor Bauer, and I get it. Frankly, I don't know Trevor Bauer. The only stuff I've seen and heard of Trevor Bauer directly is in some of those well-articulated clips around 
Major League Baseball commercials, pitching mechanics, sticky stuff, situations. And he always, in my opinion, comes off extremely well-educated and makes a great point. To be honest with you, he'd probably be an amazing guest on this podcast. That's food for thought. But nevertheless, this has been Locked on Marlins with me, Peter Pratt, on Thursday, the 9th of October. Should the Marlins at least consider going after Trevor Bauer? They should absolutely consider that. They should do their due deal. Have the sit down with him. What happens next is up to both of them, but I think they should do that. And for me, if everything aligns culturally, there's a serious opportunity here for the Marlins to fill innings they need with undervalue spend, which absolutely fits the brief. I'll see you tomorrow, guys.